0: do 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 do. Here we go. My name's Todd. This is Kathy. Why are you laughing at me? I don't know. You you just pointed at me. Because you're still
1: wearing the same clothes from yesterday.
0: I like these clothes.
1: I know, but why? Are you wearing the same clothes from yesterday? Why not is the
0: question. Okay. I'm wearing my Father's Day t-shirt.
1: I like it. I like it. And so I like it. It's just the, it's been worn.
0: Yeah, just for one day. (laughs) Here's my thing about, um...
1: Uh, The thing?
0: About clothes. Okay. You know, people kind of have this idea of um, everything needs to get laundered in two seconds. Yeah. Are you okay with your earphones?
1: I can't hear very well.
0: Neither can I. And I don't know what the deal is, but we're coming through just fine. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. All right. Um, So laundered. Yeah, and people like you're supposed to launder everything after every use, which is completely untrue unless you're unless you're at a hotel and you're at a Hilton and I actually say you know they have the thing where they um, they ask you if you want to reuse this towel to put it on the rack hang it on the back of the door to save water mm-hmm. because yeah. of the amount of water I it do takes. That. Right. Um, you know, if you just wear a shirt for a day, it's fine. But maybe don't wear it the next day. What's yeah. the difference <laughs> if it's the next day or in 2 weeks?
1: Well, because people.
0: It's a perception thing. It can't be a cleanliness it thing. It reminds
1: me of my grandparents when I was little. They would come to visit and they would like have an outfit on when they came to visit. And then they'd go to home or go. They would, they would usually stay somewhere else. They didn't always stay in our house. And they wear it again. And then they, they'd show up the next day in the same outfit. And as a kid, I was like, what's going on?
0: I think Albert Einstein uh, wore the same suit. He had like a bunch of different suits, so he wasn't like gross. Right. But he didn't want to expend mental power on what to wear. Right. He was conserving it to save the universe. There
1: are many people who, like the Steve Jobs of the world and Rachel Maddow, and a bunch of other people who have said that about themselves that they have a uniform Mm -hmm. that they wear to work. And then that means, you know, it's like you said, it's not the same outfit. They they wash the outfit, but it's like got five white shirts, yeah. ten black turtlenecks. Right. And they just – because there's somebody else too who said that. I was reading articles about that. That basically that decreases – that takes something off the, the table that you have to think Check about and worry about. Right. So every day you know exactly what you're going to wear. And while there's some – I understand that. That's not very fun. Like there's – it's like – I think it's a lot of fun. You well, you don't do that. You don't have a uniform. You just like. I don't expend a lot of my
0: energy deciding what to wear in any particular day.
1: Yes, I think I agree with that. By the
0: way, if our voice sounds weird today, it's because we're doing an early morning version of Zen Parenting Radio. So we haven't we kind of rolled out of bed about a half hour. ago.
1: We should be like singers, and we should have warmed up our voices.
0: Or, la, la, or la, la. the the listeners are just going to hear us and who we are without prepping. Our voices. Well, I
1: think they normally hear who we are. We're the same. It's just this is us early.
0: Um, yes, an early AM edition of Zen Parenting Radio. So, uh, uh, why listen? This? this is podcast number 382. We have 18 more by the big 400. And by the way, we're at like 9,962 Facebook likes or something like that. So, what does that mean? Let's get to that 10,000. Yeah, Eh, sweetie doesn't want to.
1: <laughs> no, I'm fine with it. Oh, but she it, but want once to. we get there, then nothing happens then we'll be fulfilled (laughs) then we're done
0: then we're done then we're done uh why listen to Zen Parenting Radio because you'll feel outstanding and who doesn't want to feel outstanding and always remember our motto which is the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding on today's show I'm going to uh talk a little bit about some experiences I've had talking to my men's group and then doing a presentation to uh at Mankind Project okay and then you you got something uh, Yeah, I want to
1: talk about um, simple ways to bring joy into our home. Ooh, that I sounds know. interesting. Doesn't it?
0: So, uh, but real quick, we do this uh, Team Zen thing. Uh-huh. And it's a weekly, no, three times a month. not always. Yeah, three times a month. And uh, if you don't know what it is, go to events on our ZenParentingRadio.com. Wait, Radio.com.
1: finish that thought. You're, you're still in Sleepyhead three times a month, what? Three times a month it's we It's an do- interactive
0: Zoom call where we can see each other and talk to each other, Uh, There's a group of people, usually about 10 get on. We Mm -hmm. have about 40 people that are signed up. 47. But about a quarter of the Mm -hmm. people get on and they ask questions. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like... I don't know what you call it. Well, basically, it's an interactive way for us to connect with you
1: all. The way I think about it is, it's like three extra podcasts a month. So yeah. for those of you who keep telling us to do more podcasts, this is this is an opportunity. But it's different because we are live, so you can ask questions, and other people are asking questions. So you can listen to what unfolds there, and we also have a Facebook page, uh, Team Zen Facebook page, where you can ask questions. We can interact with other Zen parents and. You guys on Team Zen, so I'm talking to you guys who are already on the team, you're going to get opportunities um, that other people don't have. Like, yeah. for example, we're going to be doing more things like um, online workshops and you're going to be able to do it for free or yeah. discounted or when the uh, conference is
0: – yeah maybe we'll there. do an ints uh, maybe not i was going to say maybe we'll make an announcement just to our zen team like the day before we, yeah, go, we go public yeah
1: maybe we'll do that so if you're on team zen it's it's the podcast or the you know the interactive zen talks it's the facebook page and it's also you get access to things faster and all the resources i've been putting every everything i read or you know
0: which is a lot
1: <laughs> well not every single thing but you know, if there's an article or something we like or something that we've been interacting with, we've been posting it on so that page.
0: So I always like to do the summary of things we did on our last uh, Zen Talk. Okay. Um, this These are the uh, topics that we covered in this one individual session or whatever, whatever you want to call it.
1: The, the Zen Talk number four.
0: Number four. Why an input fast can be a good idea. Um, an input fast is basically when you stop reading and listening to podcasts stop
1: taking in so much knowledge and just listen to yourself
0: the second bullet point is how to talk to young children about adult topics like previous marriages why normalizing allows our children to understand things without anxiety why siblings put each other down and how we can see it differently
1: Mm -hmm.
0: why kids and all people like having power I love Mm -hmm. power
1: who doesn't right
0: and then understanding why and how we can do hard things indeed indeed yes Indeed. so Um, So I want you to start because it's ladies first today.
1: It is. Yeah. All right. Ladies first. I'll take it.
0: And we have some, maybe we'll get to a question at the end of the show. So
1: there was a show that we did a couple of years ago where we talked about uh, Mary Oliver's poem called Wild Geese. Um, It's a pretty famous poem. I think a lot of people reference it. It's one of my favorites. I, I have it actually on my mirror. So I look at it a lot. And, um, I, I might as well just read the poem to you guys so you can Is it hear long? it No, not really. Okay. Uh, Wild Geese, Mary Oliver. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for 100 miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination. Calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over, announcing your place in the family of things. Hmm. So I've always loved this poem for my own personal reasons. Um, but I used to be very focused on the first sentence, which is you do not have to be good. There was something about that. I We actually did a show called I Think You Do Not Have to Be Good um, because it's a very female trait. It could also be a male trait, um, but I'm speaking for women for a second. This whole idea that we have to just be good and be worthy and, you know, there's this overwhelming feeling. Um, and again, because that's been discussed, I want to talk about the fourth sentence, which um, – is really what I think this discussion will be about, which is you only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. And why that's important, again, that's written in poem Mm. language, in poetry, poem language.
0: (laughs) Shakespearean (laughs) terminology. Can
1: you guys tell I was an English minor? Poem language. Um, So, But why I love that is because there's something that we're all kind of weird about, which is we we think we should do things that other people tell us we should do. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like you're talking about clothes. Like, we believe we should buy certain clothes because other people tell us they're in fashion. Or we believe that we should, um, you know, decorate the inside of our house a certain way because that's what's in style that year. You know, we like basically allow other people to tell us what we love. We, that, you know, or what we should love. yeah, And- the truth is inside of our bodies, our animal bodies, yeah. it ha- we have a natural draw to things.
0: Because it's who we showed up to be.
1: Exactly. It, there, there's no like, I love this because of A, B, C, D. There's just this natural pull that we have to things. But because we don't get quiet or because we're not doing our input fast, which mm-hmm. again, like Todd said, is... Getting rid of so much knowledge, or if not, it's not getting rid of it. It's taking a break, taking a break from the knowledge, so you can feel what does my animal body really get drawn toward. What what is natural? And what I always say to my college students is, go back to childhood. Right? I say this to everybody, but I love saying it to college students because they're a little closer to it, and they're like, oh, I can do that. Like, what did you? What were you drawn to? And a lot of things are. We don't talk about because we're embarrassed what we're drawn to. Like for example, I can share some what some may perceive to be embarrassing, but I'm not embarrassed at all. So, you know, I talk about music all the time on this show and music I like and movies I like, and you guys know all that. But do you know what band I really have always liked? Foreigner. Yes, I have, but that's not who I was gonna say. I wanna know what love is. Foreigner to me is less about this is the greatest music and more about nostalgia. Mm. But I do like Foreigner. I do. I I don't... Is that the deny- band you were thinking of? No. Who is it? I'm surprised that you wouldn't know right off the bat because we're going to see them on Wednesday.
0: Oh, Backstreet Boys?
1: Yes. Okay. So, Todd and I had an anniversary a couple months ago, and we decided we we're just going to go away. And we didn't, you know, we didn't know where we wanted to go. And then I decided, I had heard that the Backstreet Boys... Um, were going, they've been playing in Vegas and they have a show. And the last time I saw Backstreet Boys was in Chicago and it was their first um, show on their tour. This was years ago. And it wasn't great. (laughs) (laughs) They were, I've seen Backstreet Boys, what, seven times? But my friend Jessica and I went, I I was actually in the second row. I was so excited. And I was kind of like, not quite. They weren't
0: in, in sync yet.
1: Oh my gosh, you just threw it in sync when it's a really Backstreet Boys, but I understand what you're saying. They Is weren't this their insane. second
0: most favorite song, by the way?
1: Uh, probably their second best dance song. But here's the thing. We're going to see them in Vegas because it's going to be a much tighter show, I believe. And, um, and I remember when I was like 25, 27 is when I started liking them and people would kind of make fun of me. And I'm like, you know, why do we like what we like? I don't know. Like, why should I say, oh, you're right. I'm not going to like them anymore because you think it's funny. Don't you think that
0: this happens – we get to this age, whether it's sixth grade or junior in high school or whatever it is, where we conform to what is popular. Yes. And then we forget as adults that we no longer have to do that. Like, there's a very natural part of our human condition that when we're younger people that we want to fit in and like the thing and belong – and then we realize, like, oh, my God, I'm still doing this even though I'm 27. Right. Or I'm 47.
1: Or we were, like, unwilling to say – we may say – because, like, you know what the truth is also? I love the Beatles. I, lo- I don't really love the Stones, so that wouldn't be honest. I love um, all sorts of um, classic rock music, Put it this way. It's not cool music. to, like,
0: this band –
1: and no, but it's one of the best things about me. <laughs> like, you and I don't mean. I per- can't hear you. <laughs> My fire, the one desire. Todd thinks he knows the words, but he doesn't.
0: When I say I want it that way, way. <laughs>
1: but we are two
0: Who's this? Who's that guy?
1: Uh, the second guy. Well, Brian started. Yeah. And then it was AJ right after No, that. no. It's the blonde hair. Is the other blonde. Uh, Nick. Age. This is Nick. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then Howie and Kevin. But... I will tell you
0: that I have karaoke Is it karaoke or karaoke Either one. Works. Um, I've done this song because it actually, I I will join you, my darling, Yes. and say categorically, I do not like the Backstreet Boys, but I will say I love this song.
1: Great. And you know what? Why? I think, first of all, because it's a great song, and most people do. You know, like if you were to look at like pop songs, this was number one for a really long time and blah, blah, blah. It's got it. It's got it. But there's also, we have a lot of history with this song. Now, this is very interesting, timely, because I liked the Backstreet Boys' first album. And actually, I used to on the,
0: the On TV, the phonograph? The,
1: <laughs> 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 no, that thing on the TV where I would call and they would oh, play yeah, the video. yeah, like the jukebox thing the jukebox. where you'd call
0: in and a, a video would play because yes. that's the only way to act, get, it's on-demand video. On-demand video.
1: And you would just phone, you would.
0: On a a Friday night, you'd be sitting there by yourself (laughs) eating popcorn.
1: And I would call this number and they would say, you know, push two if you want, you know, whatever song you want to hear. And then they'd say, we're going to charge this to your phone bill. And I'd be like, great. (laughs) And it was like when Quit Playing Games With My Heart was popular. But I loved them even early before that song. And then, interestingly enough, with what's going on in my life is when my dad first went into the hospital, Millennium, their album had come out and I used to have to drive back and forth from DeKalb to, or excuse me, Chicago to Rockford. Mm. And that was, what, an hour and a half drive? Mm, give or take. And so I would listen to Millennium, back and forth, and back and forth. And you and I had just started dating. You know, we were together. Right. So it, the whole—they play a big role in my life and my psyche. Right. And, and I continue. I liked the next album, When J.C. Was Born. Her favorite song was a Backstreet Boys song. Like, they're a big part of my life. And the reason—I'm getting, like, way bigger than I needed to get about this issue, but— it's okay if you guys listening are like, oh, they're the worst, whatever. That has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. And my point is, is I, this is like a baseline understanding of if you love something, if you are drawn towards something, as Todd would say, own it. I like this.
0: So I think what you're saying is if somebody wants to call you right now and say, you're an idiot, you like Backstreet Boys, your response is, I respectfully don't care.
1: I respectfully hear you. And your opinion has nothing to do with what I should like. Right. And... And that, in that, when they say, but let me give you all the reasons why they're not a real band or not a real this or not a real that. I hear all of Mm -hmm. it. You know, they were created, put together, you know. But it still Uh, makes your heart go pitter patter. Thank you. And not because I'm attracted to the boys, Mm -hmm. you know. It's because there's a sound in the music and the way they sing that I like. And we can all say that with something. Yes. You know, there's something that we are drawn to that maybe isn't fashionable. It may not be hip. It may not make you cool, but it's something that you like. And those are the idiosyncrasies about people that become interesting because the funny thing is I remember at my bachelorette party, all my girlfriends put together a CD for me of songs that reminded them of me. Right. And some of it was from college. It was, you know, Van Morrison and some of it was, you know, um, the samples and, you know, things from college. But a lot of my girlfriends from my 20s, it was all Backstreet Boys songs. And so- there's something about that that they're like, this is special. This yeah. is something that reminds me of you.
0: I think I have an example of my life.
1: Okay, what is it?
0: Um, now, it's interesting because I was embarrassed growing up about this. But now that I'm older, I don't care that people would make fun of me for us. I used to play D&D in high school.
1: And so say that again because you went over it so fast. You used to play?
0: I used to play D&D, Dungeons and Dragons, Dungeon and in Dragons. high school. And in that time... I play with my three best friends, Marty, Charlie, and Herbs. Sorry if I'm throwing you three clowns under the bus.
1: (laughs) You're like, they were uncool too. And,
0: um... I would never broadcast that to my high school mates. Mm -hmm. But yet now as a grown up, I'd be like, yeah, I played and it's awesome. And we have this store in Elmhurst. Yeah. And these D&D guys get together and play. I said, those are my
1: peeps. Those are your peeps. And what I love when they play is it's this open window where you can see in and all these, you know, it's kind of like a brick and mortar store. So, and- these kids are or and some adults. Yeah, there's some are playing Dungeons and Dragons. And when I say openly, of course openly, <laughs> but like they're like this is what I do. This is what my animal body mm-hmm. is attracted to. And I think that there's something about owning those things not to be like yeah, I'm different or not to make other people feel bad about their choices, but just for the sake of enjoying it because there's so much that we do that we think we have to do in private, or I can only wear this if I'm with certain people, or I can only listen to this music if I'm alone. And it's okay to be drawn to something because there's probably a reason, right? you know? Um, And so this kind of sets up this idea of bringing joy into your home. Um, Are you about to play something? Uh, I am. I don't
0: know how long it is, but it's really, um, it's the end of Revenge of the Nerds.
1: And do you remember when... He says, I'm a nerd, and I'm pretty proud of yeah. it? Oh, I, yeah. I just wanted to say that, that I'm a nerd. And I'm here tonight to stand up for the rights of other nerds. I mean, uh, all our lives, we've been laughed at and made to feel inferior. And, and tonight, those bastards, they trashed our house. Mm. Why? because we're smart because we look different well we're not I'm a nerd and uh, I'm pretty proud of it
0: hi Gilbert (laughs) I'm a nerd too I just found that out tonight (laughs) oh Lewis We have news for the beautiful people. There's a lot more of us in our view. I know there's alumni here tonight. When you went to Adams, you might have been called a spaz or a dork or a geek. Any of you that have ever felt stepped on, left out, picked on, put down, whether you think you're a nerd or not, why don't you just come down here and join us,
1: okay? okay. Come on.
0: That's Lewis. He's a trilam.
1: And I love that Lewis is like, I just found that out tonight. Yeah. I've always loved that line because Lewis didn't...
0: Gilbert knew he was a nerd oh, yeah. the whole Gilbert movie. Gilbert was very clear. And Lewis was so confident yes. in his nerdisms yep. that he didn't think that it was any different.
1: That's why he asked out Betty Childs.
0: He sure did.
1: So it's a great
0: scene by it the way. is a
1: great scene and here's the thing is many of us can say well maybe I wasn't Gilbert or Lewis in high school or college okay maybe it wasn't that extreme where I considered myself a full-blown nerd but there were parts of us yes
0: there's parts there's nerds inside of each one of us that's
1: right there's nerds there's there's you know, that person inside who who likes Dungeons and Dragons or that there's that person inside who loves really cheesy pop music. There's that person inside who wants to wear, you know, certain shoes that other people think are stupid. Yeah. Um, and and we hide those parts of ourselves when really those are the parts of ourselves that makes us that make us really unique mm-hmm. and lovely and interesting. And and again, going back to Mary Oliver, because I know that's how it started. Be drawn to these these things that we're drawn to. Let your body be drawn
0: to it, and it doesn't come from your brain. No. It comes from who you showed up to be. Yeah, like there's there's idiosyncrasies, there's weirdness inside of each one of us, yes. and our job is to let those things out.
1: Right, and it's so interesting that Todd would use that word like weirdness because perceived weirdness, but there's nothing weird about it at all. Mm-hmm. Because who d- gets to decide what's cool? You know who- decide? because really all that what's cool is is something that is different and off the you know what is what is fashion? Fashion is okay, everyone's going this way, we're gonna zig this way. what is music everybody all the music sounds like this, so we're gonna zag that way now, I have a respect for that, mm-hmm. you know like on this show we've definitely focused a lot on what would be perceived as cool music. I've loved the zigs and the zags. I yeah. loved grunge. And, you know, I loved um, all those kind of new sounds. And that's just an appreciation of music. But at the same time, pop music is the best to me. right? And another thing I love that's that is uncool to many, maybe not to all, I love Broadway musicals. I love... You know, like I, if you
0: live in, in New York, then, then you cool. Then it's cool. But if you live in the suburbs of Chicago, it's a lot more cool to go to the U2 concert.
1: Correct. And to say that I would rather spend money to go see Wicked for the eighth time or go see Hamilton for the second time than go see U2. Now, I love U2. Right. But what I is, love you, too. I love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> and we had an incredible experience at the U2 concert. Yeah. It doesn't make one good and one bad. What is your animal body drawn to yeah. right now? And that owning it gives other people an opportunity. And when I say other people, because this is a parenting show, is this a parenting show? Sometimes. Um, sometimes Usually not. Um is that when you own the things that make you different or like something that someone else would say, oh, that's so uncool, your children then can do it. Yeah. Do you know how many uncool things that I love that my children will say, oh, my gosh, isn't that embarrassing? And I'm like, eh, not
0: really. I just feel like um, if, if us grownups who have the fully developed prefrontal cortex Correct. can't do yes. it. There's no way that we're going to be able to empower our younger kids because yeah. you know it's so easy as a dad to say, "Oh, who cares what the popular kids are doing, daughter? Just do what makes you feel good." But if I'm not walking that walk, it 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 falls on it's empty. Exactly. Um, it reminds me of when we went to Portland, and this is more like the weirdness. Um, they, I don't know if what Portland's motto is, but what I pulled from our visit to Portland is keep Portland weird. Yeah. yeah keep like Portland weird. Like it's cool to be weird yeah, in Portland. Yeah. We need more places like that.
1: Well, and we need more. I don't even know if we need places. We just need more people to own. Practice that. Practice. Yeah. Like, because what does that mean? Keep Portland weird. You know, it just means you don't have to follow everybody. You, you can be off the beaten path. You can think out of the box. You can have likes that not everybody likes. You can look different. You know, that's one thing I think this is true in Chicago Definitely in New York, definitely in Portland, but you see people walking down the street and they look really different and it's great. And I don't just mean culturally, racially, I mean like their hair color and the way that they dress and the way, and to me that feels comfortable and at home. Like I feel, I get empowered by that. But for many, it's a discomfort because they're not following. Here's the thing. Here's what we all have to own. Sometimes our discomfort with other people's out-of-the-box choices mm. are frustrating to us because we didn't get to do it. Mm. And I'm saying that in quotes because we believe we didn't get to do so it. So you're
0: saying when I get triggered at somebody that's doing something out of the box, it's about me, not about them.
1: Yes, it's always about you. Yeah. But then the question is, why is it about you? Is it because you really believe they're doing something that's not good for the world? That's one reason, and right. I, I you know, would appreciate that or is it because they're doing and this is what kids a lot of the time do they're being them full selves they're letting their animal bodies you know direct their choices they're living full out mm. and and you are not and you are feeling shut down and that you're you're being like a lemming and doing yeah. what everybody else is doing and you're like but I don't get to do that so you don't get to do that yeah. so i'm going to talk bad about you and you know that's like someone who gets you know their nose pierced or mm. gets ears tend piercings or colors their hair. And we're like, oh, they shouldn't do that. Why?
0: Why? Who cares? What do you care?
1: If they are now, because there's two different versions there. There's a person who does it to keep up with the Joneses in their group. yeah, And then there's a person who does it because they're like, this really feels like me. Mm -hmm. And that I have a great deal of admiration for. This is Dave Schmidt. My buddy from yeah, college. Yeah, good friend. Dave yeah. Schmidt,
0: wonderful guy, he lives in South America with his awesome wife. But She's in the Peace Corps. He uh, Actually, he, yeah, he, she was. She's
1: now in the Foreign Service. Correct. Mm-hmm.
0: But he would be the only one that would wear like deep, long sideburns yeah. on his face. And then Beverly Hills 9021 came, came out. 90210. Right. And then people started doing that. Yes. So the minute that happened. He shaved him off. He got rid of him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just love that.
1: Well, and anybody who shows up in a certain way, like I remember my nephew about five years ago just grew his hair long. Yeah, as a big mop on his head. And, and a lot of kids do this. So he's not like, you yeah. know, a lot of you may have children, sons who grow their hair long and then they'll be with all their friends and their friends have all these short cuts and you're like, what is... What is pushing them to grow their hair long? It's because they're feeling this is what I want. And a lot of times as parents will say, but you don't look like everybody else. You know, do you really want to do that? People might make fun of you. Right there, you are shutting down that piece. Or
0: I'll go the other way when we as parents want our kids to just fit in. Or maybe you're saying the same thing.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying is we will tell them cut your hair because all your friends have short hair.
0: Well, and the only thing I want to say is when, you know, as, as a father, I want my daughters to follow their own heart and to be themselves. So when they do begin conforming, which is a completely natural, normal thing to do, that we can't judge that either when they do start start conforming just for the sake of conforming, Because
1: conforming, again, this is where you got to live in the paradox with us, you guys belonging and conforming in the tween teen years is developmentally appropriate.
0: Correct. That's what I wanted to get. They
1: across. have to find their new because they're they have their family and then as they go out into the tween and teen years, they have to find their social group. And that and that's bigger than just finding people. It's like where do I belong? Yeah. And so a lot of that belonging results in conforming or um you know, looking like everybody else. And we don't need to criticize our kids for that. It's more about understanding why they're doing what they're doing. But then when they have these little tweaks of sideburns or a long hair or liking the Backstreet Boys or whatever band is uncool today, you, you support that. Mm-hmm. You know, you say that's cool. You know, love what you love. All I'm saying here, like, because we can like go in all these details. the The, the phrase in this poem is... Let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. What do you love? Then love it.
0: And when you say soft animal, it reminds me of like primal or who I showed up to be without your brain getting in the way. When
1: you let go of all the knowledge and have tos and keeping up with the Joneses and what everyone told me to be and who I think I should be and and what I think I should like, there is a primal instinct to like some certain things and you're just drawn to it. And a lot of times people want to be like, why do you like this? And we feel like we have to be like, well, I studied it in school and have all these like introspective reasons. Sometimes you just like something and there are like, um, I, you know, I'll be listening to something and, and, oh, like, you know, I was just, I, I got to see Hamilton for the first time uh, a couple weeks ago. And I'm sorry I haven't talked about that on the show. I saw it, like, two days after. I, I had tickets to take my girls, my two older girls. You didn't and want to disappoint them. I didn't want to disappoint them. And my dad had passed away on Friday, and it was, like, two or three days after that. And I wasn't even sure I was going to go. Um, but I went and took the girls. And I'm so glad I did. What do you think
0: your dad would have told you to do, Oh, sweetie? my gosh. he
1: would have, That morning I said to Todd, I don't know what I should do. and And my dad would have been like, are you kidding me? Go to Hamilton. He would have loved it. Um, and so we went, and I had heard all the music before, or most of it, because um, of the girls playing it all the time. How does a bastard, orphan, son of a whore and a Scotsman Dropped in the middle of a forgotten spot in the Caribbean By Providence, impoverished and squalor Grow up to be a hero and a scholar The $10, founding father without a father Got a lot farther by working a lot harder By being a lot smarter By being a self-starter by 14 They placed him in charge of a trading charter And on and on Well, so what I want you to play, look up for me Is I was watching, and again, I had heard the music or I thought I had But it's just seeing it is so different Because you get the full story and oh, they're so good And Aaron Burr has this song. He's pretty much the narrator, and I kind of always took Aaron Burr to be kind of the antagonist of the story. Right. And he has this song in the second act um, called "Wait for It." And I had heard it in passing on the soundtrack, but in the show, the song was so meaningful to me. Can you you can play it? Uh huh. This is it.
0: Theodosia writes me a letter every day.
1: I'm keeping the bed warm while her husband is away. He's on the British side in Georgia. He's trying to keep the colonies in line. Well, he can keep all of Georgia. Theodosia, she's mine. Love doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints. So, pause it for a second. So, it gets to this part, like about. 10 or 20 seconds after this, and maybe you can find it, where he kind of explains why he's been so responsible and why he's chosen to wait and why Hamilton – because of his history, his parents are not around. He's got nothing to lose. He's got nothing to lose. so he can Whereas just,
0: Burr has all these expectations he has to meet. And a
1: legacy he needs to uphold and a responsibility to people. And where we look at Hamilton and we're like, and I love Hamilton too. You love both of them. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. They're kind of both protagonists. Yeah. Hamilton can fly by the seat of his pants and he can just, you know, whatever.
0: Throw caution to the Throw wind. Throw
1: caution to the wind. And Burr's like, listen, <laughs> I want what you want too. And I want to do what's right for this country, too. But I got to, I got to do this in a certain way because of all these people that are depending on me here or or passed away. Right. He has a legacy and he has a he has a sentence in there. Um, I'm willing to wait for it. I'm willing to wait for it. that sentence? I am the one thing in life I can control. Mm. And, you know, I'm not standing still. I'm waiting. I'm not. You think I'm doing nothing. You think I stand for nothing.
0: Oh, I got it. I'm not standing still. I'm waiting. Yeah. He, he, th- he thinks that he he's being perceived as somebody who's not doing anything, but he's waiting. Correct. Instead.
1: Because, um, you know. Basically, what he had been saying to Hamilton through the thing is, you know, say less, smile more, like yeah. be more of a politician, make sure everybody feels comfortable. And Hamilton's like, no, what do you stand for? Which I admire, too. Right. That's you know, the paradox. That's and the Burr paradox.
0: Burr Hamilton are paradoxes. Yes,
1: they're a paradox. But in this song is where you really feel – and I'm, I get goosebumps every time I listen to it. You feel what Burr's doing. He knows. He's aware. But – I can't control all these things around me. I think, uh, but I can control me.
0: I haven't seen this musical, uh-huh. but I feel like um, Burr is saying "slow and steady wins the race." Amen. Yeah. And Hamilton saying, "We got to get there as quick as we can." And
1: we got to be. We got to stand up and like the thing you've been saying. We got to get messy. Yeah. We got to say what we stand for. We got to say no. We got to say yes. We got to charge ahead. I got to get out there on that field. Like he, he's the writer for yeah. Washington, and he's like, I want to be out there leading the charge. And Burr's like, Okay, relax. Yeah. And they're actually kind of friends. They're 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 not enemies until really the end. But and were they even? You know, that's the thing is, Burr tells the story like I shouldn't have done what yeah, I did. Screwed up. Um, my point is, is that that is that why did I go into Hamilton?
0: I have no idea because you love it. (laughs)
1: Because I love musicals and this is beyond a musical. This is an adventure.
0: And I don't like musicals and everybody's insisting that I would love it. And I think I would, but I don't think I'm going to like it as much as you think because like I don't listen to lyrics the way you do. Like I'm not like I didn't understand any of those words. Like I literally can't comprehend it it because I hear the music more than I hear the words. Ah, Yes. So I don't know. So
1: that is the, because usually what happens to me in a musical, even if I don't know all the words by heart, I'm listening to what they're saying, and it's very moving. Like I'm surprised I don't like opera, right? Because I really don't. But I, it's the same kind of thing where the music makes you feel the words. So that that song just blew. Oh, love what it loves. Before you say that, okay.
0: Sorry, I. We need to do a mid-roll here. No,
1: go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Canvaspeople.com. There are awesome partners. What you do with uh, what Canvas Canvas People does is it's a website. You upload your pictures from your phone or your laptop onto their site, and then they print out a canvas for you. Beautiful canvas. We got uh, a few of them in our house. Uh, it's canvaspeople.com, but here's the, the awesome deal that I've shared with you guys in the past. They have a an eight, I'm sorry, 11 by 14 canvas. It's priced at sixty You'll get it for free if you put in the coupon code ZEN, Z-E-N. So um, instead of messing with the frames and getting stuff framed and having to put a bunch of heavy nails in the wall... Get these nice, lightweight, beautiful canvases. So they it's,
1: really are lovely. Yeah,
0: they are. Canvaspeople. dot com, uh, and the coupon code is Zen for the eleven by fourteen canvas for uh, zero dollars and zero cents. You just pay shipping. So.
1: And you know, it's interesting. I like the way you just said that because you really, you know, how we always get a picture and then we have to get a frame. You go to Michaels.
0: And, yeah, remember you'd always go to Michaels uh, and then it'd be like forty five dollars totally. just to get the picture framed after you got it developed. Um, you know, this is easier and it looks better on the right. wall. So, anyways,
1: so. Let me finish up what I came here to say, which was how to bring simple joys into your home. But all this pre-talk.
0: By the way, we'll ixnay all my stuff. We'll just stick are with Are you your, sure? Yeah, for sure.
1: Okay. I, mine can wait. Okay. Um, wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> um, is that this all this prep talk about Mary Oliver, Backstreet Boys, Hamilton, you know, loving what we love. Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds. Dungeons and Dragons. It's all prep for what I'm about to tell you, which is your home should be loving what you love in your home. Your home should not be set up in the most fashionable way that that Pottery Barn is telling you to do it or the way that a magazine is telling you to do it. Now, let me step back for a second and say, if that's what you love, you get Architectural Digest. It's all
0: about the why. It's all about the Start why. Start with the why.
1: And you look at that and you're one of those people who like loves to... See what's in a magazine and then recreate it. Oh, my gosh. Go for it. That's yeah. still the same thing as loving If that what is you your love.
0: your animal body. If
1: that's your animal body instinct where you're like, I like the creativity of, you know, reading about it and then bringing it in my home by all, you know, do it. But in my life, what brings me joy in this home are words everywhere. We have words all over our house. Like, you know. I've found people um, who will carve words into wood or paint words on wood. And you guys, people in our Zen, um, in Zen talks or on Team Zen, we always do Team Zen up against a wall that has all of the places that Todd and I have lived together. Mm. Like we have signs in our house. That, well, we didn't live in DeKalb together, but that's where I'm from right. DeKalb, Chicago, Galena, Des Moines, because these are all the places that Todd and I have a connection to. And I, it's like instead of, I don't have to explain to people. You and I understand what that means. And then we have pictures. But my favorite thing is not just like the good pictures the photographers have taken. Our kids will bring home artwork Mm -hmm. and we just tape it to the wall. We tape it to the wall.
0: (laughs) And it's like, you know, third grade, sixth grade. It's, It's not... Um, you know, high end artwork. No, it is our kids' artwork, and we'll just take a piece of sketch tape and (laughs) stick it on the wall, and it'll be there for a month or two until somebody tears it down or until it falls off.
1: Yes, until it like you know like. You know, Skyler will bring home a bat yeah. and we'll tape it to a door or a yeah. wall, and then it's not Halloween anymore. Yeah. So at Christmas, we take it down. Like, there's a natural progression of, of the artwork. And let me tell you this, you guys, now that I have a 14, 12, and nine year old, we've been doing this for years. And I'm so glad because guess what? The 14 year olds don't bring home a lot of artwork anymore. Right. So uh, my, my nine year old still does. And JC brings home some things yeah. that she makes. Like, she brought me some beautiful plates mm. from uh, a clay yeah. class that she took or a pottery class. And that sits out, too. Those are not things that get put away and then I make sure that I have out my fancy plate. The plate that is out is the plate my child made for me. And it doesn't match, and that's okay.
0: Yeah. No, and I think that you and I... Actually, it's you. I don't do any of well, this stuff.
1: Well, but you have you agree with it? Like you have never been like, oh, this doesn't look here good here. Right,
0: and and you know, it's there's some things that we show that are traditional in our house, sure. which are picture awesome pictures of our daughters, awesome pictures of our family of right. us all of us together, framed, nice. We did a show way back in the early days. You know, look at the pictures in your house, and if it's just your kids. Mm-hmm question that because mom and dad are part of this family too that's right did a whole show on that i'll try to find which one it is
1: and todd and i todd and i have pictures of just us Us, without the framed around the house yeah because todd and i have a life together and we had a life before they came and when they're not here anymore todd and i will have a life here so the reason
0: we're gonna have a life after our kids fly the coop yeah is because we're treating this marriage and this relationship with the attention it deserves. A lot of us parents tend to... Be really good moms and dads, but they forget about the wife husband part of it, Mm -hmm. or the husband husband part of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, or wife wife, or wife wife, and that's when the divorces happen. Correct. You have to invest in this relationship sometimes at the expense of your children. That's right.
1: Well, and is it really at the expense of? No, it's not. It's not because they love it. Like, and the thing is, is it's an entity within the entity Mm -hmm. within the family that is the five of us. Todd and I are the beginnings, and within within the entity that's the five of us our girls have their own lives so we also have pictures of our girls with their friends or you know jc with todd's sister or cameron with my sister or there's many you know a lot of times we try and again it's this this framing around this ideal of what we think a family's supposed to look like and and there is no ideal it's what does what does your love love like Mm. what is the love in your family how does it look how does it appear
0: um, I found our show. We did it back in 2012, and the title of it was Do You Lose Yourself in Family Pictures, parentheses, and Todd's Hangover Stories.
1: <laughs> you haven't had as many of those in 2017.
0: No, I don't do that anymore. I know. Isn't that funny? Um, but it, we talked about some lady's blog that says the mom stays in the picture, question so, mark. Which is
1: still a pretty popular you know, conversation piece, which is – Moms
0: Are taking all the pictures and, and not they're not in, in it. any of them.
1: Or dad is taking the pictures and saying, mom, get in there. And mom says, no, yeah. I don't look good enough.
0: Right. Forget about that. ZenParentingRadio.com slash 94. It's our 94th podcast that we did.
1: And I'll tell you something from, I'll speak of my dad again. When, when I had to go through all the pictures before the wake and everything, I have a ton of pictures with my dad. Mm. And I'm so glad. Oh, my gosh. I mean, like, I have pictures from... I just, on Facebook today, uh, Facebook, um, you know, how they take you back. What's it called? Like, yeah, here's the memory a year ago. the, flashbacks, the memory. whatever it is. And I guess uh, Father's Day, or I celebrated Father's Day with my dad a year ago today. And it's a picture of all three girls and me sitting on my, you know, sitting with my dad. And that just pops up. And I'm so glad we took these pictures. Sure. And you know, it doesn't always have to be about doing it out of fear. You know, you don't, but just having yourself around your house and having those pictures available and remembering certain times, Todd and I are very big into pictures and that not, not always professional. We happen to just get some professional pictures taken, but about
0: we, once every three 18 years. months yeah, or two, two years.
1: years. Um, I can't stand
0: getting pictures pictures. taken. I I mean, this last lady who... Oh,
1: Dana was great. Dana Dana Steinecker. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, uh, But we laughed about our stories about going to Target and getting them with our... Infants?
1: Some of the worst days of my life.
0: Does anybody like that day where they're like, okay, we all have to get dressed up or just the kids and sit at the Target and this poor Target photography ladies trying her best to –
1: And it's even the pre of getting there because is your kid going to melt down? Are they going to get something on their shirt? Are they going to take the bar out of their hair? It's like a nightmare. It's like a staged fake – nightmare i
0: wonder if people do that a lot less now because of
1: i think so phone accessibility. i don't even think there's a target photography anymore oh, there probably
0: isn't they it's, they're done
1: we have so dated ourselves oh now <laughs> isn't that funny yeah that we i don't think it exists because why would it yeah why there's would a million it? photographers and we can take our own pictures yeah. so um but for those of you that do the old school pictures you know what me what we mean yeah. so going back to the simple things in your house. Kids' artwork everywhere. Tape it up, and you're like, "But what about the paint? Who cares? Who cares. Get it repainted in five years, or touch it up. Touch it up, or
0: actually get the. They have that putty thing, which yeah. it won't hurt the paint. But I'd rather you hurt the paint anyways.
1: Like I was going to say, like, what do you? What do we care about? That's where we have to stop and be conscious and go. You don't want to put up a beautiful picture that your daughter or your son painted because you're worried it'll chip the paint a little bit. That's a shift in your thinking where you have to go, what's most important right here? Mm -hmm.
0: What's most important? Didn't RB have something in the, uh, Rob Bell at Uh at our um, conference, it was something about hanging from the ceiling and like in 20 years,
1: you're going to remember- it was something about his, his daughter, Rob Bell was telling a story at the conference about how his daughter now practices like gymnastics and dance on these things called silks. And they hang from the wall and she kind of like does, you know, kind of like what pink was doing, yeah, you know, at all of those award shows where you kind of, you're up in the air and you you hang on the silks. And he was saying, yes, I put like bolts in my ceiling. And he said, when she's older, and doesn't want these silks or she's 18 and going to college, I'm going to look up at those bolts. Yeah, yeah. And, and be like, f- that was a time.
0: of it and, and, and have gratitude towards yourself for making that decision. Yes. As if, like, sometimes we get so uptight.
1: We do. And we again, we think it's about the appearance rather than the heart. What is the heart of your family? The heart of our family is that we put up a piece of scotch tape and put up people's artwork. And it's not that we have perfect painting on our wall or that there's no scratches. We got plenty of scratches. The scratches are life. So kids' artwork, we have the words, we have the quotes, we have pictures all over the place of our kids at different ages, pictures of Todd and I. Living things. You guys have living things in your home. Like right now, we have a rabbit, as you guys know, who walks all over the house and has his own has her own life beyond us. She like doesn't care if we're here right. as long as we feed her. She's very cat-like in that way. Um, but she likes to be pet too. So she does love us. And then we have a fish that we've had for six years that shouldn't still be living because I threw it down the drain two years ago by accident. Sweetie, it
0: was the garbage disposal. The
1: garbage disposal. And... It's from a fair or it's from a fair. My
0: daddy daughter dance. It's
1: from a daddy-daughter dance. It was in a, like a bag with yeah, blue water. I was water. saying,
0: Skylar, just so you know, don't be surprised when this thing is floating in a week.
1: And it's still alive six years later, which I think it's because it lives on the counter and we all talk to it. Yeah. I think it like knows it belongs. Yeah, it's part um, of it. it. There's a sign above it that says you belong. No, there isn't, but we, there might as well be. And then this summer, um, I put this on the Facebook page, my girlfriend Nancy... Uh, gave me caterpillar or caterpillars that could grow and then turn into butterflies. And I did this last year, too. But But that's
0: not in Pottery Barn, sweetie. So you can't do that.
1: (laughs) Well, and it's also it's like these cute mason jars, but then like this ugly black thing over it to keep them in. And, you know, it's full of like plants and uh, they eat milkweed and parsley. And I love these caterpillars and I just can't wait for them to grow up And every morning. I talk to them and they make me happy and they're living and they bring life into the house. And I'm allergic to dogs and cats. So for those of you that's like I can't have a pet, I understand. But find another way. Get we got my mom um Get creative. When my dad was in, you know, in the last month has been a really tough month, and we got my mom a fish yeah. to you know, to have in little her little Ned. Little Ned. We named him Ned because that was my mom's dad's name. Yeah. Uh and she loved that. And she said to me, We were with her yesterday and she's like, I love Ned so much. And so so you may think, oh, it's just a fish. No, it's not. It's, it's a living thing. Yeah, It's Ned. It's
0: like a plant. Plants can be
1: awesome. The plant, that's the next thing. I, I don't have a lot of live plants, but you know what your mom taught me? Hmm. Your mom was, Todd's mom was so great with flowers and she could do these great flower arrangements. And um, what she taught me is go like, you know, get some daisies at the store or, you know, pick some of your tulips, but then go outside and cut some like some like, uh, branches off a tree or like off of a bush and then put those in the flower arrangements, get, get sticks from outside your house bring it that have the energy of the outside of your house and bring them in the house. And I, I still do that. Your mom was like, you know, I was like, Oh, I don't have any greens. She goes, well, go cut it off the bush outside. Yeah, I'm like, but that's from the bush outside. She's like, yeah,
0: that's where the flowers are from that's that you buy at the store.
1: Exactly. And So bring your outside in, too. Um, And then books. What books do you have sitting out? Do you have things sitting out that you hope that people think you're cool because you have them? Like, you know how people put like a big book of artwork. Yeah. Do you like that artwork?
0: I'm going to put my Calvin and Hobbes out. Yes. Yes. Calvin and Hobbes, the best comic strip of all time.
1: Yes. Put your Calvin and Hobbes out. Like what represents your home and your artwork? Your Like I have my vision boards everywhere, which can get messy, and I appreciate my family for being cool about it um, because I walk in a room and it brings me joy. This is what I'm talking about. Bringing joy into your home is not about doing something different to people or saying certain things. It's about living, bringing joy – Loving what you love, what your animal body loves, bringing it into your home, allowing it to be shown visually. That's what shown means. (laughs) Oh, shown means
0: visually? Yeah,
1: you're not listening to me anymore. No,
0: I want to play a quick movie line. Oh, good. There may be a swear word, so I might have to cut it out. Okay. But uh, it's a theme of what we're talking about. Okay. Touch me and I'll kill you. Lighten up, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what that's from? It's from Stripes. Right. Lighten up, Francis. So my, um, the reason I played that is because let's just lighten up. For real. Lighten up, Francis. That should be the title of this podcast. I, I, I know you won't choose that, but that's what I think
1: well, it Well, and when you walk into anyone's home or when you see their desk or when you see, who who is that person? Is it the person who's following the latest trends or is it someone who likes what they like and they let their animal body love what it loves and i think we enjoy being around people where they're i love going into people's homes not so i can see how clean it is or how i can see their you know the latest whatever that they have but like who are these people like what do they love that's right and what's meaningful to them all and, right
0: we need to close shop
1: oh okay but i like talking about um this. our last
0: two partners because uh, then i'll talk about a few uh, really important things, not okay. just our awesome partners. A uh, tree of life chiropractic care. That's Dr. Kelly. Wow, it's summertime. I haven't been there.
1: I know, honey. I, it's been probably like two weeks, really weeks for us. mad at me. She's not mad. They joke that they're going to like... Like,
0: Disband me. That
1: they're going to oh. stop letting you in. Or your name was up on the wall on the, in for May, my birthday. And they were like, we're going to cross him out. I
0: know. They, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care, that's chirotree.com. And then uh, Jeremy Craft, he's a bald headed beauty, painting and remodeling throughout the Chicago and area. So give either one of our two partners a call. Uh, Jeremy's website is avidco.net, A V I D C O.net, and uh, Dr. Kelly's is chirotree.com. Um, We did get one uh, iTunes review from JW2399. She says, Thanks for being part of my team. We may have mentioned that last week, actually. Yeah, but we didn't get any this week. So
1: wah, wah. iTunes reviews. Remember, it's not about making us feel good, it's about helping people find us, helping us
0: spread the word. Um, Subscribe to our podcast on our homepage, buy one of Kathy's books. I do coach guys, it's called Coaching for Guys. Uh, go to Todd first session, 30 minutes is free. Basically. I'm going to, uh, help you figure out your goals and a quicker way to get there. So that's the deal.
1: And then Saturday, because this, oh yeah, this week, camp. like I said, Todd and I are going to, I don't even think said, I, I don't think I said where we're going. We're going to Vegas. Vegas Did I say that? Vegas. So, um, we're going to be gone for a few days. But then when we get back on Friday, the following day, Saturday, June 24th, we are um, presenting at Soul Camp here in Chicago. It's actually in Lake Zurich, Lake Zurich
0: or Barrington, I don't know. Go to our website, you can find it.
1: Yeah, so come, because it's not just us. There's a ton of great people. Oh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. So you can register for that? Uh, Anything
0: else, my darling?
1: No, I think that that is good. I just hope that you guys can find some joy. The things that you love, love them. And love them with
0: joy (laughs) and passion
1: yeah and just own it own it yeah own it if it's sending goodness and if you feel goodness it's sending goodness i
0: think my daughters are sick of hearing me say own it
1: i think so too i
0: don't think i'm gonna stop though
1: no own it all right keep trucking. have a good week Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you, and we hope you'll join us again next time. If you are a fan of Zen Parenting Radio, consider leaving us a review on iTunes. This helps people find us, or you can also just tell a friend about our show. Todd and I do speaking engagements about Zen Parenting and self-awareness, so if you have an interested group or organization, contact us at kathy at zenparentingradio.com. That's Kathy with a C. Hey, next year's Zen Parenting Conference is March 2nd and 3rd, 2018. If you want to know more about this or any of our upcoming events, go to ZenParentingRadio.com and click events.
0: If you want to know more about self-awareness or conscious parenting, pick up one of Kathy's award-winning books at ZenParentingRadio.com or on Amazon. If you're a guy, I have two resources for you. I coach guys. It's called Coaching for Guys. On the phone, Skype, or in person, we set goals together and come up with a plan to meet those goals, whether it's a relationship, parenting, career, time management, work-life balance, all that good stuff. Go to ToddAdamsCoaching.com, and uh, I also have uh, the first session is free, so it's really no risk. Or if you're looking for a group of men to have authentic conversations with, check out the thetribemensgroup.com.
1: If you ever shop via Amazon, you can help us out by first going through the Amazon link on our homepage. It won't cost you anything, but we get a small commission from Amazon.
0: I want to give a special thanks to both of our partners, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care and Avid Painting and Remodeling. Thanks for your love and support, and keep on trucking!